now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to brand new edition of Over the Line. That's right, your kind of your first one of the week, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Is it the first one of the week? You got a little video yesterday. For those of you that listen to the audio podcast, you got absolutely nothing, and I'm sorry for that. But if you um, watch on YouTube, you saw we got a little behind the scenes there in Talk 99.5 which I was doing yesterday, and that always puts a hamper on the podcast. I'll be doing 99.5 tomorrow as well, and we'll try to give you a little something, if at all possible. Um, but it, it was offered to me to fill in on 99.5 all week, or most of the week. And um, basically what it came down to is I said, you know what, I'll do a couple of them, just because I, I want to utilize the radio station, to be able to get the word out about the podcast, but I can't do the whole week because I can't neglect the podcast. We try to put this podcast first and foremost and going an entire week without giving you guys a podcast is unfair to you guys, uh, all of you that support the show, especially those that monetarily support the show. It's, uh, it's not going to fly. I'm not going to let it happen. That's right. It's not going to happen on my watch. So, with that said, make sure you check me out tomorrow. And then I'll be back on Monday of next week doing one more day before Leland comes back from vacation. I'm on vacation. I got that song stuck in my head every time I bring that up. Um... Make sure you check us out on all the social media sites. Y'all know the drill. Uh, Twitch is the one I want to really push you guys to. At OTL Show is our Twitch account. Because this is Twitch right there. You see it on the video. Twitch is one that we're really considering doing the show live from on a daily basis. We're not 100% sure. We're trying to figure all that out. But... Go to Twitch, make yourself an account, follow at OTL Show, and be a part of that because uh, that gives us the ability to do a lot of cool things that we're really excited about. So, at OTL Show on Twitch, make sure you check it out. So, this is something I talked about yesterday on the radio, but it's so important that, that I wanted to bring it up again, and I want to bring it up on this show. And that is the revelation from last week that the Biden administration says that they are, in fact, working with Facebook and social media providers to remove content. That's right. Misinformation, if you will. Stuff that they deem is misinformation. I mean, obviously, if they're the ones that are flagging it and then looking over at Facebook and saying, hey, you going to do something about that? That's obviously their definition of misinformation. And what do you do when the federal government, when the White House comes to you and says, hey, this needs to be removed, what do you do? You don't say, nah, screw you, buddy. I mean, I would. But Mark Zuckerberg's not going to say that. When the government comes to you in that manner, that is a very threatening thing for the government to do. Because why? Because the government holds the keys to Facebook's survival, a.k.a. Section 230. They've got the ability 
to strip a lot of the privileges away from the social media companies. And you better believe they're dangling that over their head. When they say, hey, we're going to flag this for you, they're really saying, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We're going to need you to take that down so we don't have to come after you. Wink, wink. That's exactly what's going on. It's not a a team effort for uh, making sure everybody gets the vaccine or any of that. It is a threat. It's a ransom. It's a hostage situation when it comes to the government. And in this case in particular, Facebook. Here's what Jen Psaki said. uh, Just, I believe this was on Friday. She made these comments, but it was shocking, absolutely shocking to hear this come out of her mouth so nonchalantly as if, you know, it's completely normal for the government to do something like this. Well, first, we are in regular touch uh, with these social media platforms, uh, and those uh, engagements typically happen through members of our senior staff, but also members of our COVID-19 team. Uh, Given, as Dr. Murthy uh, conveyed, uh, this is a big issue of misinformation, specifically on the pandemic. In terms of actions, Alex, that uh, we have taken, or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government, uh, we've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. We're working with doctors and medical professionals to connect uh, to connected medical experts with popular with popular who are popular with their audiences with uh, with accurate information and boost trusted content. So we're helping get trusted content out there. Wow. Wow. You notice how she has no hesitation when she says that. There's no real stuttering or look on her face as to say, maybe I shouldn't have said that. They're saying it with confidence. They're saying it with a boldness about them that, hey, we can do whatever we want. And when it comes to removing this stuff off Facebook, we get to decide. And one of the most dangerous things we're dealing with right now as a country is definitions of certain things coming from the White House. When they get to decide the definition of things like misinformation, an extremist, or terrorist, or insurrectionist, we're in trouble. We are in big trouble. And that's why we cannot allow that to happen. Because they will put you in the box they want you to be in, whether it's accurate or not. That may not have even been the most shocking part. One of the more shocking parts was the fact that Jen Psaki said that if you're banned, if you get removed from one social media platform... Why wouldn't you be removed from all of them? Why are social media companies not teaming up and making sure when you do a no-no on Facebook that Twitter removes you as well? That Instagram, which is owned by Facebook, why wouldn't they remove them? Why are they still on YouTube? You got to remove them off all of the social media platforms because they have to be silenced. Absolutely stunning admission from Jen Psaki. From the, and this is not Jen Psaki. This is Joe Biden. This is the White House telling you this 
through some soulless red-headed chick who can't string two thoughts together, which, again, I think that's a whole deal with, you know, she's actually trying to represent appropriately the uh, the president. Here's Jen Psaki on that point. A couple of the steps that we have, um, you know, that could be constructive for the public health uh, of the country are uh, providing uh, for, for Facebook or other platforms to measure and publicly share the impact of misinformation on their platform uh, and the audience it's reaching. Uh, also with the public, with all of you, um, to create robust enforcement strategies that bridge their properties and provide transparency about rules. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, if you are for uh, uh, providing misinformation out there. Taking faster act action against harmful posts. As you all know, information travels quite quickly. If it's up there for days and days and days, when people see it, you know, there's, it's hard to put that back in a box. And of course, promoting quality information algorithms. I don't know how they work, but they all do know how they work. Um, so so we've got to do it quickly. We've got to do it quickly before they have the opportunity to explain themselves or before they have a chance to maybe even appeal the decision. <laughs> chop, chop. We got to move fast. They're confident in this. They've got 100% confidence that they can get away with this and there's nothing you can do about it. Because if you can silence a sitting president, you can silence anybody you want. Anybody. They removed Donald Trump from every social platform there you remember when the list came out and it was like donald trump's been banned from facebook youtube instagram twitter uh, uh, uh pinterest snapchat all this stuff stuff that he's not even on they were banning him from it he was still the president and they were removing him from the internet every trace of him was being removed and it was all by design so why wouldn't they say that with confidence knowing that they got away with that because they have they got away with it. donald trump's still not on social media trying telling them they didn't get away with it that's a cockiness that comes directly from that from the moment that they were able to pull that off. Because Twitter for Donald Trump was a giant sword. And he was running around lopping heads off of the mainstream media, the enemy of the people, the Democrats, rhino Republicans. He was wearing them out with a simple Twitter account. It was one of his greatest weapons. So the Democrat strategy, and this is important to know when it comes to what happened on November 3rd, 2020. It was all about taking away his weapons. Now, obviously, the social media thing came after, but it was all part of the plan. His other major weapon 
that was coasting him to re-election? What was it? The economy. The economy was one of the big things that was going to get Donald Trump elected. Why? Because it was good enough for people that didn't like his personality to overlook it. So what did they do? They got rid of it. No, they didn't make bad policy decisions to slowly wreck the economy. They just forced you to shut it down. Money goes to Wuhan, China, to the Wuhan Virology virology Lab. I feel like I'm drunk. And now it seems, allegedly, according to reports, YouTube, that the virus may have possibly come from the Wuhan lab. And the Wuhan lab just happened to be receiving money from us, the taxpayer, via the NIH, via Dr. Fauci, through government grants. Fauci'd have no problem doing something like that. Fauci's made it clear now that Trump's gone. That there was nothing about Donald Trump he liked. Deborah Burke, same way. Everybody that Donald Trump had to work beside, with the exception of a select few, exposed themselves to be political hacks. Snakes. Snakes in the grass. I'm a snake. Every single one of them. They weren't about us, the American people, and that, that's the important thing. Donald Trump was an extension of us. So when they stabbed Donald Trump in the back, they were stabbing us in the back. They made it very clear that this is their world. This is their country. And the D.C. establishment run the show, and they come first. That's where the attitude comes from. This slippery slope is a direct result on the First Amendment. This isn't Facebook and Twitter or shadow banning conservatives. They're hiding our post, which they are. They're not letting us say X, Y, and Z. YouTube's banning channels. This is much more than that. This is a direct violation of the First Amendment while the government is involved in the removal of speech. Imagine people getting as up in arms about this as they do separation of church and state. It's kind of the same thing, right? Government, get your hands out of the church. Don't pick sides when it comes to religion. It's the same exact thing going here. They're picking sides on speech. And they're saying, you can do this speech, you can't do that speech. You can believe in Islam, but you can't believe in Buddhism. You can't believe in the spaghetti monster, but you can't believe in Christianity. It's the same thing. Same exact thing. And they know it. And they don't care. 
Because this is about one thing and one thing only, and that is silencing the opposition. If the Democrats were right in their pursuit of what they want, if it is, in fact, what is best for the country and the right thing to do, they wouldn't have to silence the opposition. Their arguments would stand on their own merit. They would be able to prove to you very easily, hey, this argument between Democrats and Republicans, this is why we're right. But do you ever hear that? No, you don't. You watch these guys spend all their time and their energy in silencing the other side. Whether it's government, big tech, or just a group of your friends, the person that's trying to silence the other is the one that's in the wrong. 99.9% of the time. They're not silencing because it's dangerous. The only thing it's dangerous to is their political livelihood. That's what it's dangerous to. It's dangerous to the survival of the Democratic Party. That's why they got to shut it down because they don't want you to hear the truth. And now they've labeled the truth misinformation. And it doesn't matter if it's an oxymoron or it's, it's the exact opposite of reality. They get to define it. It's their word to define. They own the vocabulary. They own the dictionary now. And they'll tell you what means what. That's why they're flagging Facebook posts. Facebook's not good enough to do it on their own. Even though they've done a pretty good job of silencing people. It wasn't enough. Think about the silencing that has gone on on social media and the government. The Joe Biden administration said, that's not enough. We got to do more. You're not silencing conservatives enough. We need to ramp it up. Tell you what, get out of the way. We'll take over from here. So what is misinformation? We don't know. We don't know until it's taken away, as a matter of fact. For instance, you would think something like this with what we're told. That something like this is misinformation. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. You're sure of it, because people are listening really no, closely to this. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And often, there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask, and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying uh, uh, inside uh, uh, there? Of course, and, of course. Is that misinformation? Because if I said that on this podcast, I would be removed from YouTube immediately. If I said exactly what Dr. Fauci said right there, I'd be gone. You'd never see me on YouTube again. Probably have the FBI show up at my house. And that's not an exaggeration. They will come after you with a vengeance if you were to say stuff like that. 
Now, I agree with Dr. Fauci. I certainly do. But they're allowed to flip-flop. They're allowed to play both sides of the fence. And then when you pick one of those sides, they're allowed to silence you. They can do whatever they want. Just look at look at the vaccine, okay? And the way the vaccine has been treated over the past 12 months, right? They're now going around, and they've done this. There's... It's like phases of it, of if you're not wearing a mask, or now if you're not getting your vaccine, you are killing people. If you are a media outlet that's questioning the vaccine, you are in fact killing people. I watched Dana Bash say those exact words on CNN. She literally said, is Newsmax... Our conservative podcast is Fox News actively killing people by questioning whether or not a three-year-old should get a vaccine. You don't believe me? Listen to this right here, straight from CNN. Pause and to, to see, is the source accurate? Is it coming from a scientifically credible authority? And if it's not, or if you're not sure, don't share. Yeah, and to that point, you said that disinformation coming from so-called bad actors is also to blame blame for this. And I want our viewers to have an idea of disinformation being spread on the right. Take a listen. There's nothing more anti-democratic, anti-freedom than pushing an experimental drug on Americans against their will. The idea that you would force people to take medicine they don't want or need, is there a precedent for that in our in our lifetime? I feel like a vaccination in, in a weird way is just generally kind of going against nature. I wonder if that person has ever flown in an airplane or a car or taken an Advil. But uh, besides that, uh, President Biden did accuse social media platforms of killing people. Do you think conservative media like Fox News are doing the same? Are they killing people too with rhetoric like you just heard? Are people like Fox News killing people? That's a way to get your enemy. Accuse them of being murderers. And hey, who wants to be called a murderer? That's a good way to shut down somebody from talking. You know, the racist things kind of played out. So we're going to set that to the side for a moment. You're a murderer if you're not taking the vaccine. You're a murderer if you are questioning whether or not people with natural immunity or children need the vaccine. You're a murderer. Imagine. (laughs) It's like the Twilight Zone. Your political enemy is a murderer. That's what they're saying. Now, Kamala Harris, on the other hand, she took a more uh, softer, more biblical approach, if you will. She decided that she, even with all her evil and immoral policies and even her immoral tactics to get where she is today decided to quote the Bible to convince you to get your vaccine. I do believe that the act of getting vaccinated is the very essence 
the very essence of what the Bible tells us when it says, love thy neighbor. Right? Because what we know... Did you hear the audible gasp in the room when she said, even they couldn't believe it? Is, one can ask, well, who is one's neighbor? Is it the person who lives to my left, lives to my right? I know them, may borrow a cup of sugar, right? Um, but what we know it means when we talk about love thy neighbor is that yes, it may be the person next door and it may be the man on the side of the road and it may be a perfect stranger. And in the face of that stranger, you see a friend. That's what this is about. You got and a so friend in me. You are loving your neighbor. You're loving your neighbor when you get vaccinated. You know what this comes from? This is this doesn't come from a place of love thy neighbor or Kamala Harris just having a, a religious moment. It's none of that. It's Kamala Harris speaking to the country bumpkin backwards redneck rubes in places like Alabama that have not gotten a vaccine. You hillbillies MAGA people who are refusing to get the vaccine for one reason or another. Forget legitimacy and whether or not you need it. That's who she's talking to. She's like, oh, they love their, their God and their Bibles. So let's, somebody, somebody find me a Bible verse that talks about the vaccine or something about not killing people. How about love thy neighbor? Even the crowd was shocked that was listening to it. They were, <gasps> Maybe you know you know what was you know why they 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 gasped when she said that because they thought, oh man, we're about to get struck by lightning right in this room. Love thy neighbor. Get your vaccine to love thy neighbor. <laughs> you can't make it up. But the precious part of that is the same Kamala, the same CNN that are calling you murderers and telling you to love thy neighbor and that you don't love God and you don't believe in the Bible if you don't get your vaccine. Those are the same people that told you they wouldn't get a vaccine because Trump was president when the vaccine came out. If administration approves a vaccine before or after the election, should Americans take it and would you take it? If the public health professionals, if Dr. Fauci, if the doctors tell us that we should take it, I'll be the first in line to take it. Absolutely. But if Donald Trump tells us I should that we should take it, I'm not taking it. He says, I'm not taking it. And, and Donald Trump, in fact, told you to take it. So what did Kamala Harris do? Or what did she say, at least? She said she's not going to take it. Joe Biden said the same thing. CNN said the same thing. There's, there's a whole list of media outlets and Democrats that bashed this vaccine and warned people against getting it and or trusting it. Another moment from Kamala Harris. There is very little we can trust that comes out of Donald Trump's mouth. 
So no, I would not trust his word. Dana Bash comes back. This is a separate interview. Let's just say there's a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? She said, Kamala Harris said, well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. I will say that I would not trust Donald Trump. I will not take his word for it. Why are these people not banned from social media? Again, imagine Andrew McLean saying those same exact things. Here's another one. Andrew Cuomo. He's never far behind. This headline says Cuomo says it's bad news that Pfizer coronavirus vaccine progress came under the Trump administration. And that you probably can't trust it. He said New York health officials will review any federally approved COVID-19 vaccines because he doesn't trust the Trump administration to deliver a safe and effective vaccine. They did this for months. For months. Joe Biden. He says he's worried about a rush vaccine and Trump can't be trusted. You've got Tina Smith from Minnesota suggesting that political pressure was going to undermine a safe and effective vaccine. Saying that Trump's going to get them to rush it through and and he's going to silence them when they have concerns. And so you're going to be getting an unsafe vaccine. The list goes on and on. Katie Hill. She said, I'm a big fan of vaccines, but I'm skeptical of one that's supposed to have been developed, tested, produced, and distributed in six months right in time for the re-election of our very own dictator. How about David Jolly? The Putin vaccine thing is all about him giving the alleged science to Trump. So the president can take personal credit for a vaccine ahead of a U.S. election. You notice the theme here. Their big concern was whether or not Donald Trump was going to get credit for it. Not whether or not people were going to uh, be able to uh, live safely with a vaccine. Not that whether or not we were going to be able to stop the bleeding and stop people from dying. It was, my God. We can't let Trump get credit for this. How about Sung Min Kim, who I don't know who she is. She says, Cunningham indicates he won't take a coronavirus vaccine if one is made available. I've got questions because he's seen politics intervening in what should be driven by health and science. That came from... Cal Cunningham from North Carolina. More from the media. Lori Garrett. Trump's vaccine can't be trusted. Joy Reid from MSNBC. Donald Trump is keeping the U.S. out of a global search for a vaccine. And the original coronavirus test his CDC created was so flawed they had to scrap it. So there's that. Here's a link on our sad isolation in the vaccine search. Frankly, the fact that Pfizer was not part of the Operation Warp Speed 
and took no Trump government funding makes me feel better about their vaccine. Just speaking for myself, I wouldn't go near anything that Trump or his politicized FDA had anything to do with. I could go all night. Jeffrey Goldberg, Trump's Operation Warp Speed is an election ploy, not a guarantee of scientific progress. Drug companies that are competing to develop vaccines are branding together, are banding together to resist political pressure to take shortcuts in safety testing over and over and over. Y'all, I could I could spend a I could spend a whole a whole show just giving you the Democrats that refused to admit we need to get a vaccine. They were the vaccine deniers. They were worried not about the death of people, not about the 600,000 people that have died from COVID, as loose as that number may be. They were worried about the orange man getting credit. So who's the conveyors of misinformation? Who needs to be banned from social media? Who needs to be silenced across all platforms? Because there's only one group of people that have been talking down about the vaccine. There's only one group of people that has encouraged you not to get a vaccine because not only will it not help you, It's dangerous. They're still doing it today. Putting mask restrictions back on people in L.A. There are other cities that will, in fact, follow suit. You will see that in the coming days. What does that do? That tears down trust in the vaccine. It's placing fear back into the lives of the people that Actually, listen to y'all. And they're saying, well, crap, if we've got to wear masks again, the vaccine obviously didn't work. So for 12 months, since talk of a vaccine started, they have killed confidence in the vaccine for the American people. They have done everything possible to make sure the American people could not trust the vaccine. And you just saw the proof. So where's the accountability? Come on, Joe Biden. Come on, Jen Psaki. Come on, Mark Zuckerberg. Let's go. Let's start yanking these people down. I don't know about y'all, but I haven't gotten the vaccine. And I'm willing to say that I trust the Democrats so much that they're the reason I don't take it. Because they told me it's not safe and effective. That's where I'm at. Real quick, before we get out of here, let me remind you about my boys at Vapor Forge. They're going to take care of you and all your vaping needs, whether that's CBD, Delta 8, you need juice, devices, They got you covered. 4673 Highway 280 East in Birmingham. Next to Bailey Brothers, 
877-474-9010. Proud sponsors of this show. Make sure when you go, tell them you heard it right here on Over the Line. Also, patreon.com slash Andrew McLean, who that is a way for you to give to the show. If you so wish, you can get exclusive content when you donate as low as $5 per month, cancel anytime, all the way up to $50, whatever your little heart desires, you will get that exclusive behind-the-scenes content as a thank you for contributing to this show. We mucho appreciate it. I think that's how you say that in Spanish, but um, that's the way to do it. So if you want to do that, go check it out. We would. We really would appreciate it. Don't forget, 99.5 tomorrow, 3 to 7 Central Time. You can listen to Talk 99, uh, talk995.com, or you can listen on your radio, or you can go to their website after the fact and listen to the podcast. You can do that for yesterday's show, too. So be on the lookout. We'll post you some sort of content for Over the Line tomorrow as well. Then Thursday is going to be a little dicey because it's Trish's so i gotta figure that out but we'll do it we'll figure it out it's gonna be all right what you will get for sure is a friday night live video that you people love oh so much that's gonna come to you promptly at seven on a friday night so don't miss that also at our twitch account don't forget at otl show that's it for me until next time see you cuz